Welcome back. Glad to have you. Hey, a terrific place. Rides, events, bands, good food. That's our friends at Boondocks Barbecue and Brews. And uh, Boondocks, by the way, a uh, really good place out there uh, in Oconomowoc on County Road K. So uh, go out and tell Tom and his staff and Stacy, everybody. Uh, love Boondocks. I got to get back out there. Got to ride the motorcycle out there before. Uh, the weather turns and uh, riding season is over. But I'm going to be back a- out there real soon, for sure. That's our friends at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews. And uh, you can go look them up online as well at Boondocks BBQs. Boondocks BBQs. Uh, let's do this. Let's turn our sights to uh, a little bit of betting. As apparently in the NFL, there is a massive shift on for uh, more betting than ever in the NFL apparently. And uh, to talk more about it, our buddy Eric Eager, Pro Football Focus uh, at PFF underscore Eric, joining us on the hotline. Eric, how you doing, pal? Bill, I'm doing great. I'm excited for uh, this weekend's game and obviously a uh, big border battle between the Packers and the Vikings. So, the, uh, I mean, first of all, obviously the Packers favored only by a point in this game, so it's almost a pick em at U.S. Bank Stadium. Yeah. But uh, I was reading an article this morning that said more money this year will be bet on the NFL than ever before. Is this because more entities are opening up and more people are getting into gambling? Or is it because there's more people that feel this is a sure thing in so many different sets? Uh, What is it that has become the mass machine that is the money machine for the NFL and gambling? Well, it's twofold. One is that states are becoming legalized, right? I know Wisconsin doesn't have legalized sports betting, but in recent years you got it legalized in Iowa and Illinois. Um, you you had it just legalized in Kansas. Uh, Indiana has been legal for a while. Ohio is going to be legal on January first. Um, New York City has been legalized within the last six months, and you're seeing billion dollar. Yep, we lost him. Signal was really bad. Uh, we'll see if we can't get Eric back on the phone because that uh, that signal is breaking up awfully. Uh, see if we can't uh, can't kind of figure that out. Yeah, a record forty six point six million Americans plan to bet on the NFL this season, which is up over three percent from last year, according to the survey released Wednesday by the American Gam- Gaming Association. As the NFL kicks off their season, thirty one states have launched legal betting markets. California is going to decide in November whether to allow legal sports betting in their state. More than $50.4 billion has been bet on sports with the American sports books already in 2022, uh, according to the AGA. Uh, the data form Morning Cons- Consult conducted a survey in 2022, uh, 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 I should say, of 2,210 Americans on behalf of the AGA in late August. And it said that 23 million Americans plan to, to bet online this season, up to up 18% from last year. We got him back. Um, Eric is going to be, you know, giving us a buzz back. So we'll, we'll talk to him coming up here in just a moment. Um, but that, uh, that being said, 13% of the NFL bettors say they're going to use unlicensed bookmakers this season. <laughs> so uh, there you have it. Uh, we got Eric back. Good. Uh, so we got Eric Eager of uh, Pro Football Focus on the line. So um, I want to get into the betting lines themselves, Eric. So uh, we all know that they're set by money. We're set by Vegas and such. But are other entities outside of Vegas now on board and setting lines in their own websites in their own jurisdictional areas? 
Well, I think the interesting thing is is betters are the ones that set the lines, right? So we saw movement yesterday where, for example, Kansas City went from a four four and a half point favorite to a six point favorite within the matter of an hour, and that was because a sharp group named Right Angle Sports bet a ton of money on Kansas City. So, you know, the interesting thing is the bookmakers will set the numbers. The limits will be low, right? You can bet like $1,000 a game. And then as we get closer to the game, they'll increase the limits because in theory, the more bets that they get, especially from sharp, informed bettors, the better that they can set the line. So, you know, for example, if you look at this Packers-Vikings game, the game it opened at one and a half. It got out to like two and a half. Uh, people were betting Green Bay sort of early in the process. And now some people, as they always do with the purple this time of year, like Kirk Cousins, like the narratives with Justin Jefferson and so forth, uh, they bet that number back down. So it opens with like what the books think, and then it's shaped by the, the, the money that comes in and, and the profile of the money that comes in. Uh, I know that it's become part, – part of gambling it has been the accentuation of the viewership of – not just the NFL, but of all of sports. But the NFL, really, they were the first to really, I don't want to say embrace it, but they were the they were the ones that kind of wink, wink, nod, nod, knew what was going on and kind of embraced it uh, under, the, under the surface of the water, so to speak. And that's really what drove a lot of the viewership early on to, to really promote the ratings of football, right? Well, and, and we owe the injury report to gambling, uh, the official injury report that comes out. Uh, mm-hmm. Every week, like that is just for gambling. If you ask any uh, college football better, that is where a lot of college football betters get their edge because they're able to call sports information directors and ask about injuries, whereas the average Joe Smo just can't log on and know who's actually playing for the team. The NFL, you know, through daily fantasy sports, through sports betting, um, they've kind of officialized a lot of this stuff. And now with, with sports betting becoming legal um, and above board in many states, you know, you, you have right now the NFL Network, when Cynthia Freeland does a, a hit, she's talking about FanDuel sportsbook lines. That's by no mistake right now. Uh, that is because these sportsbooks are, are trying to acquire customers by, you know, advertising on, on screen. So uh, give me some of the, the, the lines this week that you think uh, are either a little bit off or ones that are like dead on the money. If you're going to be sitting down and you're going to be reading this in your morning coffee and such and looking at some of these lines going, you know what, i got a couple of bucks in my pocket. Give me some of the things you may think might be worthwhile. Yeah, I actually like the Packers minus. I like the Packers, you know, pick them minus one, minus two and a half, basically all the way out to minus three. Um, that's one where I think that people are underestimating the Packers' advantage at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Um, so that's one I like. Um, one that's interesting to me, one where the markets have moved differently than my opinion, uh, the Washington Commanders, they opened as three-and-a-half-point favorites all the way back in May. Um, people have liked the Jaguars, and people bet the Jaguars through three all the way to two-and-a-half, which that, it's a one-point move, but it's a different one point than every other point because three, about 9% of games land on three. So that's a significant move in the value in the direction of Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, and the Jaguars. I don't, I don't buy that. I actually think Washington is better um, than people believe. So that's one that's interesting. Uh, I think one that stayed dead on, and I think it's because the, the odds makers and betters don't know how to handle it, is the Las Vegas Raiders going to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. They're three-and-a-half-point underdogs. Uh, you and I both remember when the Raiders were actually the Los Angeles Raiders, and there were a lot of Raiders fans in Los Angeles as a result, and not a lot of Chargers fans, having come from San Diego in 2017. 
So I think that that game is weird because we don't really know how to price home field advantage. If if I could take a side of that game, I would take the, the Raiders at plus three and a half against the Chargers team that everybody loves. Talk with uh, Eric Eager of Pro Football Focus. You can find his stuff at PFF underscore Eric. The prop bets are interesting to me. I look at some of this stuff. Is there going to be a shutout? Will there be an overtime game? Largest margin of victory? Things like that. Do you like the prop bets and some of this stuff? Well, I think this is another reason why we first asked the question before I dropped off was, you know, why we think betting handle will increase. And it, a lot of it's because it used to, you, you used to only be able to have basically two bets a game, you know, side, you know, spread bet, total, over-under kind of thing, right? And now you can add to that, oh, Aaron Rodgers over-under two-and-a-half passing touchdowns, Aaron Jones over-under nine-and-a-half carries, uh, you know, uh, A.J. Dillon, you know, will he ever score a touchdown in this game, that kind of thing. And, you know, those things are where you can actually win in the NFL. You have an angle. Um, and, and I think, yeah, so I think a lot of, like, novice bettors, if you want to come in, like, look, by the time it comes to Sunday, there's probably six-figure limits on side and total for these games, you spread and over-under. You're probably not going to win in that market, but you can come in, and if you have a good opinion on, you know, who's going to be the number one wide receiver for the Packers and who they're going to throw to, you maybe be able to bet a prop for, you know, Sammy Watkins' number of catches or uh, Romeo Dobbs' number of catches and have an easier chance of winning that than if you bet the Packers minus minus one. Uh, I got to ask you, I, I was going through this today and they're talking about all the score, starting quarterbacks and the first one to be benched, uh, there's Geno Smith and Trubisky, Daniel Jones, Marcus Mariota, Baker Mayfield, and goes through the whole list, including some of the ones like Tua, Justin Fields, Trey Lance. Thoughts on something like that? Because I saw even Peter King put out this morning that he thought Jimmy Garoppolo would take over for Trey Lance, that it could be Trevor Lawrence that gets benched. I mean, this is rather interesting to me as we look at guys to fail more so than anything. Yeah, there's the market on which who's the first head coach to be fired. That one was controversial last year because John Gruden technically resigned. So they're, they're, read the fine print if you're going to bet these. Um, but, yeah, I think this – the Lance thing's interesting, right? Because I think a lot of people are going to say, well, you use the number three pick on him, you traded up for him, but based on what? I mean, he started three games in the last three NFL seasons or three calendar years. Um, it, it's not going to be easy for Lance. The Niners play in a division where their only competition is the Rams, and the Rams have a quarterback who has a sore elbow. Like, this is a win-now team, and it might be one of those things where, okay, maybe Lance is still the guy of the future, much like last year. But Jimmy Garoppolo is going to, you know, turn the keys to this car uh, for the next ten games or so. Uh, that one's a good one. I think Trubisky, though. I, I think Trubisky's the first guy benched. You know, the the Pittsburgh Steelers have kind of a mini buy early, and I think if he struggles right out the gate, you might see that. The uh, the Baker Mayfield re- revenge factor I find rather interesting with uh, Cleveland and Carolina going after it early on. How much do you weigh into just simply? That thought, that quarterback going after his old team, uh, Carolina, you know, Cleveland has their own quarterback issue, but Carolina obviously at home. But how much does uh, that factor in rather than just the overall team aspect of this? I think it's Trace. You know, you can put all these things in the model. Usually you'll have like a, um, you know, familiarity variable. So how often do these teams play? Interdivision games, this is a, another answer to why Green Bay is only favored by one against the Vikings. Interdivision games, generally speaking, are smaller spreads, and they favor home teams. Um, so, you know, in, for all those reasons, right, like the, 
Cleveland and Carolina are not familiar with each other that much. Um, you know, Carolina is a road or sorry, a home favorite. So I think they're already pricing that into the market. And, and that's really the question you have to ask when you make bets is not if something exists. Most things exist. Injuries exist. They're all, the question is, is, is it accounted for properly in the betting market? And I think in this case, this thing opened around, you know, Cleveland minus one, one and a half or so. And now it's moved all the way to Carolina minus two and a half. I think if you make an argument for revenge, I think you almost have to make one that it's been overcounted in this process. The, uh, the thought is that Aaron Rodgers, no shot at winning a back-to-back-to-back MVP. Give me your thoughts on that. Uh, if he comes out playing with a chip on his shoulder and shows the world, hey, I can get it done and I can take my team deep into the postseason without Devontae Adams, how likely would it be that he could win it for a third straight time? Uh, pretty likely. Also, the NFC, I know the Packers, they have a tough schedule of like rest and, and you know, they have a lot of, you know, night games and stuff like that. So they don't have the easiest schedule in the world, but the NFC by and large is easier than the AFC this year. So, you know, you look at Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, a lot of the favorites there, they're going to go through a tougher slate. They might have more blemishes on their schedule than Rodgers does. Additionally, it's a narrative driven award. You lost Devontae Adams, you lost Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, your quarterback coach, offensive coordinator guy. Like, I think if he goes out there and blow torches the league again, I think people are going to be like, well, he did it without what we thought were a lot of the constituent pieces. So, you know, they very well could give him the award as well. I, I think it's an NFC quarterback that ends up winning the award if it's not, you know, somebody like Patrick Mahomes, who I think is being slept on a little bit, given he has some of the same things as Rodgers, having lost a lot of his talent around him. Uh, real quick, before I let you go, with all the rumors in your windows swirling around Tom Brady right now off the field, uh, is Brady thrown for 5,000 yards? The likelihood of it, the betters say that he's still got it, but there's a lot of things that right now, questioning his commitment, questioning whether or not his mind is in football or his mind is at home, all that certain circumstance with Tom Brady. Give me your thoughts. Well, I think the first month will tell you a lot um, because after the first month, so they play Dallas, I believe they play Green Bay, um, and then uh, Kansas City within that first four or five games of the year, after that, this thing is an absolute cakewalk. The Falcons stink. The Panthers stink. Uh, New Orleans is, is kind of up or down. I think Sean Payton's going to mean more than people believe. So, you know, if Brady can get through that first month, much like he did early, his first year in Tampa, if he can get through that first month without, like, imploding, I think it's going to be a cakewalk for him. And that's a team that he threw 719 times last year, and they won 13 games. It's the first time in league history that a team has depended that much on the pass and won that much. So, you know, it, 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 you know, they might play a little bit more of a run-first style with a defensive-minded head coach now, but I doubt it. Hey, I apologize. I got one more for you. You mentioned New Orleans. Suddenly, New Orleans is becoming a darling. And last I remember, they were in salary cap jail. They were dumping guys. They were restructuring salaries. They lost their head coach. Jameis Winston's coming back from injury. What makes people seem to think that New Orleans is all of a sudden has the capability to be a Super Bowl team? Yeah, I think, you know, and Peter King's a friend of mine, so, like, I, I you know, I, I'm not, I don't want to ding him here, but old-school football guys love running game, and they love defense. And in New Orleans, for all their faults, they have that this year, right? They have a very good defense. They have a good running game with Kamara and, and Ingram and guys like that. Offensive line might be a little shaky, but I think that, you know, again, Dennis Allen to win Coach of the Year, something like 30-1, to 35-1, to 1, is the bet to make on New Orleans. If they win that division, Dennis Allen's getting Coach of the Year. Good stuff. Eric, appreciate it at all, buddy. I'll talk to you soon, okay? Hey, thanks for having me on. Take care.
Absolutely. There you go. Eric Eager, Pro Football Focus. You can read his stuff at uh, PFF underscore Eric at PFF underscore Eric and Pro Football Focus having all stats, statistics, facts, figures, all that kind of good stuff. Always a great read. Yeah, there's uh, there's all kinds of prop bets. When we come back, let's do this. Uh, I'll read you some of the prop bets and we'll go through some of this, uh, some of this, Ben, as uh as uh, the uh, the prop bets coming out of Vegas are are flying in fast and furious today. Stay tuned. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Glad to have you back. Hey, I know it's that time of year. You're uh, you're out on your boat, you're moving around. You're thinking to yourself, hmm, cold winds are going to get here. If you're going to get some upholstery work done, maybe a new bimini top, travel cover, whatever that uh, happens to be, uh, there is no better place than our buddy at Dwayne. Dwayne's covered all up in uh, Wausau. Uh, Dwayne is an awesome guy. Um, charitable guy, but more so than anything, does absolutely positively fantastic work. So if you are looking to get your boat done, if you're looking to get your camper done, if you're looking to get new furniture kind of recovered in your home, in your office, in your gym, whatever it may be, uh, get it done via via, uh, our buddy Dwayne. Dwayne'scoveritall.com. That's Dwayne'scoveritall.com. Or find him on Facebook, same name. You can find it there and uh, just... Take a look at some of the pictures and see the work that he does. It's amazing. Amazing stuff. Go to Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. That is Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. There you go. So, uh, first of all, Ben, you know, two things. Uh, We're going to be at Mason's uh, Pub and Eatery tonight, and that uh, is down in Kenosha, Wisconsin. So I'm looking forward to that, uh, which is – it's right off a of 70th court and 74th place down there. So uh, I was kind of looking it up, and I know exactly where it's at. Now, two things. One, they got a pretzel there bigger than your head. I uh, might have to go in on that. But on the way home, do you know what that means, Ben? What, the fact that it's a big pretzel? No. I, I don't know. Kenosha. You and I had this discussion right off of Highway 50, which is technically 75th Street down there, but... What is right down the street, as I had mentioned? White Castle. Oh, God. Yeah. Might have to get some of that to bring home. So tomorrow is going to be a fun one. (laughs) Well, the studio here at the house is ventilated. Yes, but uh, might have to do that, too. So uh, I'm going to do, it looks like they got some really good tacos, and they got a Bavarian pretzel down at Mason's that's just as big as your head. I was looking at some stuff online. But, uh, yeah, the... uh, the, the White Castle right next to the Mad Rooster Cafe down there in Kenosha. I've never yeah, eaten boy. White Castle. You've never had White Castle? No. I've never been. Well, I don't think they had them oh my on the East Coast. I've never been somewhere where it crossed my mind to eat it. We uh, we have to get Ben some White Castle in some way, shape, or form. we got to get it to you when it's hot. What is it, like Shake Shack? Uh, I don't think I've ever been to Shake Shack. I think I've been to Shake Shack once. I think I'm in the Shake Shack once. No, it's different. It, it no, this is different. Yeah, got to get you some White Castle. Then, you, then you'll know. 
you'll know what Saturday night abdominal pain feels like. <laughs> Bill, I had it yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. I couldn't I sit the for the first hour yet. of the show. I heard that things were not good there in the studio. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> so. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's all on the agenda tonight. So tomorrow's show should be, should be fun. All right, some of the prop bets. Uh, week one, most points scored by a team in week one. The over and under is 44 and a half. Which would you take, Ben? Ooh, I just top of the brain, I would say the under. I think if there's anything that's rusty to start a season, it's offense. And then mm-hmm. you also don't have – when teams don't have much film, I think that would benefit – uh, defenses more than it would offenses, uh, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. It always feels like it's rusty to start, so I'd take on. Yeah, I, I would probably go along with you on that. I'd, I'd, I'd probably be in on that. But the Ravens are uh, playing the Jets, so that's true. It could make me look stupid when you talk about the biggest, um, you know, the biggest score, so to speak. Yeah, I, uh, I, I could go along with you. Um, and Chiefs Cardinals. Not much defense right. played in that game traditionally. Boy, I tell you what, I'm looking forward to tomorrow night, aren't you? I am. Bills-Rams? That's going to be a good game. Out in L.A.? I can't wait. Now, that's on, is that – do we get that anywhere local, or is that just strictly on Amazon Prime now? No, that's NBC, I believe, to lead it off. Let me check. Is it? Okay. Yeah, it's on NBC. So that's it's national NBC. TV. Okay. So there we go. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of a game that could turn out to be a blowout. 49ers-Bears, maybe. That could be a blowout. Um, maybe if Matt Ryan turns it on. <laughs> Colts-Texans? I think not. Uh, Ravens-Jets, probably the most likely to be a blowout. Um, you could be Denver. Denver going into Seattle's not a good football team. And it could be Denver uh, in Seattle. Russ revenge uh, game Russell, there? Yeah, Russell Wilson going in and destroying the Seahawks. But uh that could happen. But yeah, there's there's not a huge a lot of huge blowout games here on the docket. Do you think Oh, uh, let's see here. Go do ahead. you think any points will be scored between the Niners and the Bears? Like I maybe it's just me. The whole Trey Lance thing is very weird to me at this point. Like all the indications I, are like he's not he's not the guy he's not yet. Good. No. I, I didn't like him when they took him. I, 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 what's he played like? He's only thrown like 38 passes in the last three or four years. It's, it's, it's not like he's got this, this, you know, I mean, he, he, he wasn't this machine. I, I take that back. He's thrown more passes than that. But he, it's not like he's just been this guy winging it all over the place and you just can't wait to let him out of the stable to run. He's, he wasn't that impressive from the very beginning. Trey Lance uh, or Jordan they... Love, top of the head. Who do you take rest of their career? Oh, my God. Isn't that bad because Trey Lance was chosen so high? I would take Trey Lance just because of the expectation coming out of college uh-huh. versus the expectation of Jordan Love. I'd probably come back to eat my words there. I might take I'd Jordan probably Love. End up yeah, I would probably end up uh, – I'd take Trey Lance just based on what he's supposed to be, but neither have really set the world on fire. Jordan Love looked better in preseason. That I'll give you. 
Uh, will there be a safety in week one? Will there be an overtime game? The largest winning margin by one team in week one is the over and under is 28 and a half. Does anybody in the NFL, I'd take the under on that. I can't imagine anybody getting blown out by more than 28 points, 29 points. Most receiving yards by one player in week one, 150 and a half. Most rushing yards by one player, 139 and a half. Um, that I take the over on because week one, you don't usually throw the ball a ton um, unless you've got everybody returning and then the run game can become prevalent. Uh, most rushing yards by a quarterback in week one, 85 and a half. I think I would have to take the under on that. That's a lot of points or that's a lot of yards. Um, and then what was the other one? Uh, the, uh, to start week one, Carson Wentz, Tua, Baker Mayfield, Ryan Tannehill, Davis Mills, uh, Jameis Winston, Daniel Goff, Jer- or Daniel Jones, Jared Goff on down from there, uh, for their, to start week one, 2023 for their, so you're betting on next season for their current team. Oh, that's interesting. Now you're betting down the road. A lot of Carson Wentz pa- passing stats in week one. Hmm. And what was the other one? There was one here. Uh, Russell Wilson passing yards in week one, 240 and a half. Will Russell Wilson throw an interception in week, week one? Baker Mayfield passing stats. And then will uh, will Tom Brady retire at the end of the season? Or will he play more? And if Tom Brady plays in 2023, will it be for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yes or no? A lot of stuff there. A lot of stuff to nosh on. So some things uh, via the betting and betonline.ag. Again, betonline.ag. Uh, a lot of those prop bets are there right now. So there you go. Um, anything there that uh, piqued your interest? Carson Wentz interception numbers are always fun. He'll always give you a couple there. But I, I don't know. Yeah. I always stay away from betting those kind of things the first week while we learn a lot about how teams approach the game. When it comes to games themselves, I mean, there are some I like, but I haven't ironed out the the picks for sure yet. I will say, though, the quarterback rushing thing, I'm in love with Lamar Jackson this year. I think he goes crazy, so I would take the over and expect him to go nuts against the Jets. What do you think of the if he cuts if he completely cuts off talks, as he said he will do once the season gets underway, so they have until Sunday to work out a deal. If he... Cuts off talks. What is the likelihood he gets hurt? You would be inclined to think it would happen, given uh, how that right. always seems to play out. Because then you're betting on yourself. You're, you know, and now don't get me wrong. We've seen players do it. Kirk Cousins has done it. Darrell Revis has done it. Numerous players bet on themselves, and they won year after year after year and made a lot of money doing it. But, uh, but yeah, and I can't believe, by the way, and I know we're running late here, I can't believe that the Ravens um, have now – there was a post out that the Ravens offered him $250 million, but like 180 guaranteed, and he said no. That's, they, they have not offered him that. That's not been an offer. What are the Ravens thinking? You know what I mean? If they're looking at this going, you know what? 
Once Randall Cunningham years ago got beat up, he didn't have it. Once you saw even Colin Kaepernick. Now I think Lamar Jackson is a far better quarterback than Colin Kaepernick. But once Colin Kaepernick got beat up, he was not the same quarterback. I mean, even Dante Culpepper, as big as he was, he was a running quarterback. Once he got beat up, he wasn't the same guy. So I wonder if they're looking at this going, you know, he gets he wasn't as accurate on the run as we'd hoped he would be. And when he does run, he's getting beat up. Maybe the longevity is not going to be there. We don't want to give him all the guaranteed money. Maybe that's the way they're looking at this. Because technically they've got him for two more years. He can play this year under this contract. And then next year, unless he decides to sit out, they could always franchise tag him if they wanted to. But I just wonder what the hell they're thinking. Because the the quarterback market is only escalating. It's not it's not going down. So if you believe he's your guy, would I figure you would sign him now. I don't know. Anyway, uh, let's do this. Uh, stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. If you got them, you don't want them. What am I talking about? Bed bugs. Bed bugs. And again, the creepy crawlies of any type. Don't want them. Don't need them. And uh, our friends over at Milwaukee Bed Bug Pros, they can get rid of them for you. That's MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com. Call uh, Michael over there. Four, he's probably sitting around having a good cigar right now, just waiting for the phone to ring. 414-877-5811. 414-877-5811. And it doesn't matter if it's the bed bugs or ants, roaches, those flying insects, that uh, the stink bugs, the nasty things. Uh, safe and effective. Thermal and chemical care. If you got kids, safe. Dogs, pets, safe. Good to go. Treatment finds the not only the, the bugs, but the eggs. You don't want those things to grow. No. Nay, nay. Or if you just want to do preventative maintenance, residential homes, townhomes, multi-unit apartment buildings, condos, dorm rooms, ho- dorm rooms. Dorm rooms. You don't want the kids coming home with the creepy crawlies. Hotels, motels, resorts, medical facilities, daycare. They got it all. They can do it all. All you got to do is give them a shout. Go to MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com. That's MilwaukeeBedBugPros.com. Or call them 414-877-5811. 414-877-5811. There you go. Uh, I don't know if you happen to hear this. We all know that Brian Kelly is a jerk. We all know he's a pompous ass. We all know that his team got beat on a couple of different plays, but specifically the last play of the game in which the PAT was blocked. So Brian Kelly has his press conference, and there were some other things going on. And some of the media members that were coming into the press conference came in. They were, as he was at the podium, they were running into the media auditorium to cover his press conference. This was Brian Kelly at the podium. And, and now we're uh, excited about the weekend. So with that, we'll, uh, we'll open it up to this late arriving uh, media crowd that uh, must have uh, 
enjoyed the, the weekend. Um, that's usually $10 um, that we put in the kitty. Um, for we, We'll have a big bash at the end of the year at my place. <laughs> I don't think it has anything to do with winning. No! I think it has to do with being on time. No! Oh! So he's kind of being tongue-in-cheek, and he's also kind of being a sarcastic ass. And then one of the female reporters, you can hear her voice in the background, says, well, maybe if you win, we'd be on time. Oh! <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, I mean, game one, out of the shoot. Take that dagger to the rectum. Damn! That Brian Kelly. Oh, my goodness. Head coach of LSU football. <laughs> the honeymoon is over. Man, didn't you smile when you heard that, Ben? I did. There were reactions, uh, obviously, when videos are posted. There are reactions on both sides. Many were yeah. coming at the media members for being unprofessional. Many thought Kelly looked like an ass. For me, I, I think he was trying to be genuinely funny. He just isn't. And he it came isn't. off as you know condescending. And then her and here, coming back, the same deal. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Uh, he comes with a reputation of being a jerk. So if you're going to be funny, be funny about something else. But, and, and again, the, you know, I know he tried to say it tongue in cheek. I get it. But he never cracked a smile. If you watch the video, he seemed like he was be like he was berating in some way, shape or form the media for being late. How dare you be late for me? And, he has had this propensity in the past. He tries to pull a Saban where he can flex his muscles and put the media down. When you're at Notre Dame, eh, maybe a little bit. You're at Notre Dame. You know, you're, you're, you're South Bend, Indiana. You can kind of pound your chest a little bit. You, you scampered for the money, and suddenly you've been made fun of for a Southern draw. You have tried to put people in their place. You're known as being somewhat of a jackass. I don't fault the media for this at all. And I think they had something else that they were they were covering. So I I, I just – they were doing something, and he tried to be funny with it, and he got it thrown right back in his face. Now, media being unprofessional, not usually. Usually it's like we kind of – we're like kind of like cattle. We You give us that opportunity, we're going to come in, we're going to sit down, we're going to, you know – ask our questions, but uh, kudos to her saying basically, hey, we're not going to take your crap. This isn't Notre Dame. This isn't. You can't just come down here and run roughshod over us. Only Nick Saban can do that. Uh, Mike Clemens going to join us coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. Stay tuned. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers are getting ready to face the Vikings Sunday at U.S. Bank Stadium. Green Bay lost a close one there last November, 34-31, on a walk-off field goal. Were the Vikings the better team that day? Packers inside linebacker Devondre Campbell. No, they just played better than we did that day. It happens. It's the NFL, you know. Like, sometimes you just get out, get out played. The Packers drafted Quay Walker in the first round. They signed Rasul Douglas and Jair Alexander to new contracts in the secondary. Campbell 
was asked if the Packers defense comes in a little bit overhyped. I mean, there's not really much hype. We just got to go out and do what we do. We know how good we can be, but it doesn't matter about he say, she say. We just got to go out and show it. The Vikings return with weapons like Delvin Cook and wide receiver Justin Jefferson, Minnesota's Adam Thielen on the NFL Network on what they see from Green Bay's defense. They have guys on the outside that are aggressive. Um, They have a lot of guys mixing in that they kind of keep them um, fresh and healthy. They have some veterans, too, that that, uh, have played a lot of football, so they understand the game, they understand um, route concepts, things like that. So um, they they have a lot of guys that have a lot of experience in this league, and and it's going to be a a good challenge for us. So we're excited about that. Um, We know that it's going to be – there's no easy games in this league, and especially when you're playing Aaron Rodgers and, and obviously, like you said, a new and improved defense. That's Vikings wide receiver Adam Thielen. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. They had real good crowds over the weekend. A lot of bikers went over to that area, too. Enjoyed uh, kind of dining, if you will, on that deck above the water, above Smokey's Bait Shop. Watch the boats come in and out. But uh, Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill, great service, even better food, and a lot of good friends over there. Stop in, tell Ryan and the staff we said hi. Uh, joining us now on the hotline, our good buddy Mike Clemens is along for the ride. Mike, oh, how you doing, pal? Just off the practice field, Bill, and you know, when I walked in today, you know, the Vikings are practicing later in the day, trying to get that U.S. Bank feel at 325 in the afternoon. Uh, but LaFleur's got them outside in the traditional Clark Kinkle field. It's sunny and 81 here. So when I walked in, the first thing I saw is 32 Kylan Hill continue his rehab with from the ACL. I saw Mason Crosby kicking some balls. And at one point, Rich Bisaccia, your special teams coordinator, he is crouched down. And, and he's, he's snapping the ball, you know, to uh, O'Donnell, the holder. And, and it's like like rapid kicks, like five, six in a row. Just quick, 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 quick. To, you know, get the hold and get the ball down and basically do a quick little kick like that. So I imagine Mason Crosby's at the point now where if there's any pain the next day after he kicks 30, 40 balls in practice, it's manageable. But the big story injury-wise is the Alan Lazard – running gassers uh, about 40 yards. Now, you know, today we learned from LaFleur, he said, well, okay, he got stepped on. It was a week ago when they had that intense four-period game-like practice last Wednesday. So he didn't say what it was. He said, you know, the injury report's going out this afternoon. I saw Allen favoring his left foot, talking to a trainer about that, how it responded after he would run one of these 40-yard gassers. I saw him run three or four it looked like he was about up to 80% speed, but, you know, that looks like to be a question mark right now for Sunday's game. So I know that also Matt LaFleur had said when asked, do you know you're starting five on the offensive line? He kind of smiled to say, yeah, he just wasn't going to tell anybody, right? Yeah, they're playing that shell game with, you know, whether Elton Jenkins could go, whether Bakhtiari will go, or whether they'll go with, you know, the young starting five like with Nyman and Royce Newman at the right tackle, um, that Aaron Rodgers said, hey, that's probably going to be the starting five, or at least if those you know those two veterans can't go. But the big story that everybody's here talking about, Bill, is what you guys had at the start of Hour 3 is this Zadarius Smith story. Now, I knew that Tyler Dunn was up there in the Vikings camp, you know, a couple of months ago. And so, you know, you're just kind of sitting and waiting to see how this thing's going to develop, other sources you talk to. And I know Tyler was on the show today. 
But you know, the fact is, Zadarius says, you know, and he we've we've had his explanation on the show before. You know, actual audio clip from Zadarius Smith saying, "I'm weightlifting last summer. Something happened in the back. They said it was a bulging disc. You know, he he had two or three different opinions. Finally, got the surgery, etc." But, um, you know, for him to come out now later and say at the end of the day he didn't like the way the, the Packers treated him through that situation last year is interesting to note. Do you think uh, – now, we didn't hear anything about, like, hard feelings or anything with Zedarius, right? No, no. But, you know, I guess that's where some of the things he said in the, in the article. And, and you know, there seems to be now a little bit of a – there's some emails going back and forth between – between teams and agents and sources stuff. And these guys are all a flutter about it up here today. Like, oh, man, this 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 looks like it's got a little juice on it. And, you know, Zedarius, you played that presser from him. You know, he even said, look, it's just a game. We're playing a game on Sunday. But, yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to going against my old teammates. And I got an open shot, you know, at number 12 and, and whatever. But, I listen, I you just got the feeling here that three years ago, Zedarius Smith comes in and in the spring holds this huge barbecue and all the teams are there and families and whatnot. And Aaron Rodgers said, yeah, we haven't had that around here in a while. It was great. So, he, you know, he was like a, a leader in the locker room. He was a captain. But then, you know, there's a couple of those playoff games that made you wonder, where where was the Darius Smith? Why wasn't his hair on fire against the Buccaneers or, or the 49ers, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of years ago? And, and then, you know, the, this injury that went up and down and up and down last year. And at some point, you got to think, Gutekinds just says, you know, Rashawn Gary is ascending. Preston Smith it seems to be almost a better player with Zadarius off the field. We can move on and save some money, and that's where obviously there's some hard feelings. Hey, Mike, real quick before I let you go, a lot of talk about Rodgers, the ability to move the football with this offense. Uh, some seem to think it's going to go slow. I read Peter King's piece today on the air where he thinks it's going to be just fine. What do you think? Because we have not seen all 30 of these guys, you know, 30 of these starters and such on the field. No, we haven't. I mean, I'm I'm curious to see if he actually can find some rhythm with Randall Cobb and Sammy Watkins. That's the thing you're going to look for. I don't think this is going to be a big running game. They only kept the two running backs, and they could, you know. And there's three times a year you can take a practice squad and activate them Saturday afternoon. So they could put Tyler Goodson up three times. They could do that Saturday afternoon going into the game. But I just I don't. They're not really built for that big of a running game. It's the same stuff that they've been doing. All along, misdirection, short passes, high percentage passes. It's just, you know, are these guys going to be in sync with Rodgers and are they going to catch the football? Mike, good stuff as always. We will uh, we'll talk again real soon, okay? Thank you, Bill. All right, bud. Talk to you later. There you go. Mike Clemens giving us the update live up there in Green Bay. Packers, Packers practicing just a little bit, uh, little bit late today. So uh, trying to get ready for the game this weekend. Tomorrow on the program. Mark Schofield uh, is going to be joining us. Paul Charchi in fantasy football. Uh, Arif Hassan the, uh, is going to be with the uh, the Vikings, covers the Vikings for the Athletics. So going to be covering uh, that again tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Should be good stuff. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Coming up again tomorrow. Tonight, Mason's Pub and Grill down in Kenosha. We will see you down there, 6 to 8 this evening. Keep it locked in your radio dial. I know that's uh, kind of cliche, but there you have it. <laughs> good, good, good stuff. We'll be back at it again tonight, coming up here shortly. Cleaning up the uh, studio and then heading down.
Mason's Pub. Until we talk again, time for us to go. Have a good one. See The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.